Is that a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? gentlemen welcome back to another scintillating titillating oscillating am i just saying words that end in aiding episode of netflix and kill yes the mini podcast of the haunted heart where we sit and enjoy the best and worst horror that netflix has to offer and share our thoughts with you the listeners. Absolutely, and at the end of this episode, we will decide if the film we've chosen this week is one we can chill with. Or kill. What are we watching this week? Well, this week, we had a recommendation. We did. From one of our listeners. From and our listener. Absolutely, <laughs> and she's not only a listener, she is also on the Patreon. And on our Facebook group. She is Miss Thing. She is everywhere. She is Miss Bit. Uh-huh. And her name is Kristen. So Kristen, yes. this week we watched your movie recommendation, uh, which was The Vault the from 2017. Vault. Yes. I was a little confused at first because, like, it didn't sound like initially when I first looked at it, I was like, is this horror? Yeah. But it definitely is. Oh, for sure. Oh, yes. Well, when we first started watching it, it seemed like it was like a heist movie. Yeah. Um, because the basic plot of the film is that um, these five robbers, who all seem to be related to each other, um, break into a bank and are intent on robbing the bank, basically. And it goes from there. Um, there's not enough money in the regular bank safe, so they have to go into the old safe that's underneath the bank that has apparently been closed up for many, many decades um, and is super creepy and gives everybody creeps to vibes. Yeah, so, so let's, 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 uh, let's, I feel like we're going really fast. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically just, like, that's kind of the outline of things. So when the movie first starts, it, it very much has a heist vibe. Yeah. Um, it's very, like Kenny and I even looked at each other and we were like, is this really horror? But we know that our girl Kristen knows good quality horror. So we stuck it out, we stuck with it, and like it slowly sort of... Um, it turned into horror. Definitely. Well, it kind of, um, similar to the way that the movie descends from like this normal bank situation into the depths of like this dark abyss that mm -hmm. has all this creepy shit happening yeah. the movie sort of slowly descends into horror yes um which i thought was actually really cool yeah um and so it has and it had like a really couple um and it had a couple of um you know bigger names so we've got james franco who stars in this yes um as well as taryn manning from which you might recognize her as uh, was it Pensatucky? Pensatucky and Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. 
Yes. So, um, who, by the way, plays an excellent, like, <laughs> just white trash. Yes. Um, gore- she's gorgeous. She is absolutely gorgeous, but she plays, like, this type of character very well. Yes, and we know this type of character very well. We oh, know white trash, folks. Yes, yes, we do, honey. You could see her at any given Walmart. Um, in our hometown. <laughs> in our hometown. 100%. And you'd have to choose between them because there's multiple. Yes. <laughs> we have two back home. Yes. But if you if you haven't seen her, Taryn Manning, um, if you haven't seen any of her like editorial shoots, like her fashion shoots, absolutely beautiful. check her out. Yeah, because she it's so easy. I think a lot of people got used to seeing her as Pensatucky. And, you know, you just think of her in that gray jumpsuit with like hardly any eyebrows. But mm-hmm. like in reality... She's super pretty. So definitely look it up if you haven't ever seen that sidebar. Yes. So definitely um, that drew us in as well because I personally, like, I love some James Franco. Um, Yeah. So I was excited. Um, Again, like you said, it starts out as, like, this normal situation, um, and then it just sort of descends further into darkness and death and, and horror, if you will. So... Um, you essentially have the setup as you have these bank robbers, and it's kind of um, it's two sisters and a brother, mm-hmm. and you've got like a couple of extra goonies with them, mm-hmm. and they are trying to essentially rob a bank for their brother. He's in trouble. He's got um, gambling debts. Gambling is what they allude to. I feel yeah. like, uh, and so they're trying to steal money so that they can save him from impending death. From being thrown to the fishes. Yes. Uh, so they start a fire um, at a nearby warehouse to distract, like, the police and rescue people, whatever, all of that stuff. Which I'm like, is that a smart? Is that a smart idea or is that the worst idea? I'm still right. trying to figure that out. What? Uh... I mean, creating a distraction seems smart. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it all comes down to timing. Um, not that I'm an expert bank robber, never tried it, (laughs) but, um, no, it seems like they all kind of, their team kind of works as a unit and they work, the family element is very heavily emphasized. Um, that is like a big thing that they hit over and over the sort of family bond thing. Um, and I mean, almost to the point where it like gets, it verges on creepy. Yeah. Like we kept mentioning it so many times that I was like, okay, is this like a... It's like a family of the fox. Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> it, it was very strange. A, a little culty, I will say. It did have my cult, uh, my cult alarm going off in my head. A little bit. Um, but they do work well together as a unit initially, um, and then they, as I mentioned, they um, basically tie up all the employees of the bank, um, including James Franco, who is a uh, assistant, assistant manager, manager. Yeah. at the bank. Uh, they tie all of them up, hold them captive, and then raid the regular safe, which only has $70,000 in it. So and Apparently, they were thinking that it was supposed to be, like, millions. Yeah, I think they were looking for, like, $3 million? Something. They were looking or, for something or $1 other than $70,000. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. If I went through all of this and then I only they only had, we're like, sorry, we only have $70,000, I'd be pissed, too. 
Yeah. Which, you know, not to burst your bubble, but um, banks don't keep that much cash on hand nowadays. That was news to me, though. Yes. When you told me that. Yes. Because you you have previously worked at a bank. Uh, previously. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so banks don't keep that much cash on hand. If you're trying to fucking rob a bank, it is not going to be worth your fucking time, effort, and money. Please do not do it. The only people who rob banks are meth heads who are, like, squeaked out of their minds. And so they mm-hmm. fucking would rob somebody for a dollar. But, like... Banks don't have that much money. So PSA, don't rob fucking banks. Yeah. Um, so these dumb criminals... Just don't had, rob in general. Yeah, don't, just don't rob people, but definitely don't rob a bank thinking you're going to make yeah, a Yeah, most tellers, dollars. if you even like go into convenience stores, most don't even keep like $300 in their fucking register. Like, yes, don't. Uh, it's not worth it. Official haunted heart stance, don't rob people. No. So <laughs> moving forward, uh, this band... Just rob of, people of their time. Right. And <laughs> listening to this show. This band of uh, white trash brilliance um, did not have someone in their lives to guide them in such a way as I have guided you. Um, And so they did rob the bank. So they find a pitiful amount of money in the vault. um, But then they learn from assistant manager James Franco that there's actually $6 million in the old vault underneath the bank can i just pause for a second because i'd be at that at that moment i would be a little wary a little suspicious of first of all this vault that just exists downstairs and has six million dollars in it like why would the old vault have six million dollars in it but like the one the new one only has like seventy thousand. right because i mean it's still money so like Nobody's going to shut money up in an old vault, like $6 million worth of money right. in an old vault, and just let it sit there, girl. Yeah. Like, that's still money. We need to get her circulating. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mm-hmm. he says, um, basically, he strikes a deal with the robbers and says, if they don't hurt anyone, as long as they don't hurt anybody, he'll tell them where the money is and how they can access it. And he hands them the key to the access door. Mm. Yes. And then, so they go downstairs and um or they're trying to like break into this vault some stay upstairs and then they get into this vault but once they crack the vault open strange things begin to happen we start seeing things down the hallway silhouettes of people and then there's uh this one man who has this really really scary mask on it's like a white, just you're, it's kind of like a basic white plastic mask, but it's still scary. I don't like shit like that. And you know, I don't like shit like that. That very like purge esque bullshit. Yeah. I don't, I'm not it really into bothers it. You. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Yeah. I don't like things like that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> or maybe do do it because it's terrifying. So this is probably where we should give you guys some spoiler alerts. So if you do want to watch the movie, this is probably where you should pause the podcast. Pause it. Go watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's under two hours. It's a short one. Yeah. Um, go watch it. It's a fun sit. And then come back and listen to the rest. If you don't care about spoilers because you're a terrible person and everything's been ruined for you in the age of social media anyway, then you can continue listening. <laughs> yes. So... Here's where we start getting into the horror aspect. So you start to see these entities appear. They've got bags over their heads. Um, and they're and, moving in very like jerky motions, mm-hmm. very much reminiscent of the Silent Hill nurses. Yeah, kind of. Very reminiscent of that because also the faces are obscured by the bags. Yeah. So we're seeing like very um, 
humanoid type shape, but very inhuman movements mm-hmm. and um, very, um, they seem to be under distress, yes. I will say. Yeah. Seem to be a little bit stressed out. <laughs> I mean, I would be too. Maybe need a downer. Yes. <laughs> so they, um, the first guy who goes down um, gets like sucked into the vault. Yes. He just he gets, gets pulled it open in. And just gets pulled in. Yes. And then, so the two sisters, because this guy was sort of like, the guy who gets killed first mm-hmm. was sort of like the safe breaker. Yes. He was that guy for them. So you had the family and then the two sisters and the brother. And then you had one guy who was the safe breaker and another guy who was sort of like just muscle. Yes. Um, and so the safe breaker gets it first. Um, and so the two sisters are watching on camera and they just see him like they see him looking at these entities well but they, they see him looking see him. at space right yeah because so they don't see the ghosts right they don't see the shapes that he's looking at and i have to say like when they that scene when they first started showing up in the hallway and mm-hmm. he would like look down and then he'd look back up and there'd be another one and then he'd look down look back up and there's another one like that was very well done exceptionally well shot yeah um it had the um strong potential to be comedic and it was not at all yeah it was very scary. Yeah. Um, super scary moment. So he gets sucked into the safe. Later we find out that he drilled through his skull. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely fucking terrifying. You actually see, you don't see him drill through his skull, but you see him put the drill up to his skull on security footage later in the movie. Yeah, and just um, start drilling. Yeah. So, you know, the girls see him looking around all scared, right? And then he looks like he falls into one of the rooms in the vault, the safe that he's trying to break into. So um, one of the sisters goes down, the other one remains above, and she comes back with a duffel bag full of money. And it's like $100 bills. Yeah. Um, So she, you know, once they find the money, that kind of um, re-energizes them, I guess, to to rob the bank because they're now pulling out wads of cash. So more and more of them descend into the vault and one by one, they slowly get picked off. Yes. And then one of them makes the comment as well that like, oh, all of these bills are from 1982. Yes. Um, so red flag. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of many at this point. Um, and but of course, they're like, whatever. It's still fucking money. I don't give a shit if it's from 1982. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess um, greed definitely gets the best of them. So basically, as the movie progresses, we find out that the reason all the bills are from 1982 is because there was an incident in the bank's past where they were robbed in 1982. And that is kind of where, that's kind of the apex of the movie where everything sort of comes together and we start to understand some of the weird paranormal activity that's going on in the old vault. Yes. So he essentially was a uh, not a good bank robber. <laughs> uh, he rounded up all of the, um, all of the workers and um, he essentially murdered them. He, you know... You see one that's sort of shot, um, and then you also are told that uh, the rest were burned alive, essentially. In the old vault. In the old vault, and, you know, yada, yada. So that's where we sort of get this, okay, now this has happened, um, so this is why, and this is what these people are, and this is where you get the idea of um, why this vault is haunted by these bag people or entities with bags over their heads and who this fucking creepy ass man is with his fucking mask on because he's fucking horrifying 
Yes. So um, that's kind of where we get the unrest. That's why we get the paranormal activity because there is a great um, sort of uh, traumatizing event in the history of this bank. Yes. So uh, kind of looking at critical reception of the movie, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't look very good. <laughs> I'll just let you know that. Um we frequently disagree with critics' reception of films on you this show. I think you do too. Uh, I think we frequently disagree with with what the critics say sometimes because they're a little too straight laced sometimes. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie twenty six percent. Okay. Um, they basically the common refrain. I read a lot of the reviews, and the common refrain is that it's a really cool concept, but the execution left a lot to be desired. Um, people used words like forgettable a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and there was one particular review that stood out to me. Uh, it was by Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian. And he said, quote, there's a reasonable premise to the horror thriller, but also something straight to rental about the look and feel of the whole thing, end quote. Now, that's supposed to be a bad review. But I actually really like it. Because, and I agree with it. It does sort of feel straight to rental. This feels like one of those movies that you're like, it's 1997. You walk through the door of the blockbuster. It smells like butter popcorn. Mm. There's candy at the reception at the mm-hmm. register that you know you're gonna be getting when you leave. And you walk to the horror section, and you just kind of look. You browse through all the old familiar titles and all of the new release titles. And in the corner of the horror section, you see a VHS tape cover that just says The Vault. Yeah. You don't know anything about it. You haven't heard anything about it. You haven't seen any trailers. It's a completely unknown movie to you. You pick it up. It's got James Franco in it in 1997. You don't know who the fuck that is. But let's just say, (laughs) you know, you're like, oh, this actor is interesting. Um... And maybe you know, you know, some of the other actors. You pick it up, you take it home, you say, why not? Yeah. It's you pop definitely... some popcorn in the microwave, you sit down, watch it. Like, it has that sort of, um, not amateur, because it doesn't feel like an amateur film, but it just has that kind of, like, it's not trying to be the best fucking horror film ever, and that's fine. It's not trying to be hip, it's not trying to be cool, it's not trying to be trendy, it's just telling its story yeah i was gonna say i think it definitely would be on like the second to last shelf yes yeah not the bottom but like second to last right in the corner yeah something that you wouldn't typically see because you know they always put like the new ones and the big names up top so it would be like second second row because nobody pays attention to the second row everyone goes to the bottom row if you're specifically looking for bottom shelf movies right but you never really pay attention to second from right right unless you're me in which case, I love those movies. Yes. So I, I did think that it was, I did think that it was, most elements were well done. Um, obviously, there's room for improvement, but I thought that it was cool, and I'm cool with the straight-to-rental vibe. Hmm. I like that, actually. That's fair. And I think Netflix is sort of breathing new life into that. Yeah, I can see that. In their that. own way. I can see that. So. I can definitely see that. Um, for me, um, I definitely enjoyed the film it's probably not something that i would have immediately went to right uh so i do uh thank Kristen for um sort of steering me in this direction because I, I wouldn't have probably um 
just because, like I said, it looked like a, ho- a heist movie. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's not my thing. Right. Um, so it, that was a nice surprise. Um, I don't think it called for, like, a bigger budget, like you said, on some of the reviews. Um, and the ones that I read as well mentioned that, you know, not a whole lot of money was probably put into it. But I don't think it needed that. I think that it was very limited in its setting. I mean, you're literally in one place. Um, costumes were, you know, simple but effective. Um, the only thing uh, is there is, you know, a twist at the end. And the twist was very, like, we called it. It was very obvious. Usually I mean, within the first, I think it was like we clocked it at like 15 minutes in. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the twist. I'll give a second flag here. If you if you didn't pause the fucking podcast earlier and go watch the movie, um, definitely do that now. Or if you don't give a fuck about spoiling endings, we're going to talk about the twist now. So the twist that we're referring to, of course, is that James Franco is the assistant manager of the bank from 1982. And he was the first murder victim when the bank was robbed in that year. Uh, and he has sort of turned into a guardian spirit of sorts. Kind of. Um, that protects the bank and I guess the people in the bank yeah um so while the bank robbers interact with him and see him and talk with him um I think actually everybody Everybody in the movie does interact with him but they don't realize you know the the people who work there thought that he was a patron who was in the bank at the time of the incident Mm -hmm. and the bank robbers you know he told the bank robbers that he's the assistant manager so nobody really knows who he is so of course when we roll the credits you know, the survivors from the incident are talking to the police saying, no, there was another man there. And that's when they realize this girl looks over at the board, which it's not like you would be interrogating a witness where you have all of the fucking evidence up on the wall for them to see this. But she, you know, she looks over, sees his picture, and there's this big reveal that he was the assistant manager in 1982. Or also that that board would even exist because they literally just got the call previously to go to this bank and then all of a sudden like when they're questioning that i mean i guess we don't know like how far away they're like questioning but the the witnesses but you've got you know your standard like board with like it just seems like we wouldn't have brought up the 1982 incident at all yeah but there's a picture of him from 1982 there's like a clipping of like an article and and it's very like supposed to be Ooh, here's the twist but we I mean, literally both called it within the first, I'd say, 10 minutes of the movie, 15. 10 to 15 minutes, we called yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and you can even, like, I don't know if you looked at the movie poster, but you can call it from the fucking poster. Yeah. Like, he very clearly Looks is like shot he's... in a different color scheme. His, you know, facial hair is very, like, 80s. His clothes are very 80s. His mm-hmm. whole color theme in the movie is different. And I think we hit that a little too heavy handedly to then have that be the big twist. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing in that we could guess the twist. And also his demeanor, the right. way that he carried the character and right. acted it out. Right. Like it was, he Very was obvious. clearly different from the, the rest of the right. people. Right. Um, so, uh, the other twist that kind of, so I liked, I liked that story. Um, it was very easy to guess who he was, um, but I like how that came together regardless. It didn't take my satisfaction away, I don't think, knowing that. Um, but the twist that like didn't really do much for me, and I guess I shouldn't be too critical of it, but when at the very end of the movie, the two sisters actually escape. Yes. Um, and they meet up 
afterwards with one bag of money, yeah. right? And of course, you know, family is hugely important to them, and their brother, who they were trying to save in this whole thing, died. Yeah, sacrificed as did everybody himself. who was yeah, as did everybody who was with them. Yeah, he sacrificed himself. Uh, he set the place on fire so that they could escape from the ghosts and all of that, and the two girls escaped. Right. So. In the end, they meet up with this bag of money that they've gotten as a result of their brother's death. And this song that sort of like can, that plays every time you see the main bad guy, um, which actually, by the way, is a fucking awesome song. It's called Crimson and Clover, and it's really good. Um, but that song cuts on the radio, and the one sister is like under the hood of the car trying to like work on something. And then like the hood closes, and you see the guy like. Standing there. The masked guy. The masked man. Yeah. So that twist, and you you had a comment, because initially when that happened, I did not like it, because I was like, okay, we just broke, broke the rules of the fucking movie. Right. Like, he's outside the vault. But then you said, oh, it's not the vault, it's the money that's haunted. Yeah. That's at least what I got from it. I, I, I couldn't find anywhere that said that that was fact. Confirmed but, you, yeah. But that's the what I got from it, because, I mean, obviously, he just didn't seem like... You think it's the vault that that's keeping him there, but I think it was more than likely the money because that's what he was there for initially. Right, he was there to take the money initially. And I think he might be like whereas James Franco's character was like a protector of the people of the bank, he was sort of like malevolent guardian over the money. Right, it's kind of what I felt like. Right. Um, and so I think probably the bank victims, the ghosts, um, were probably held there by the bank, but that spirit was connected to the money. And so when they took it, it followed them. Right. Which, which made it okay. That connection sort of made that okay. I, I still think it was a little bit of a cheesy ending and I don't know if it's that I would have liked to have not seen it coming or if I just didn't like the sisters as characters or what the deal was. Um, I didn't really connect with them um, and their pain of losing their brother. Eh. Um, so that element fell flat for me. But overall, I mean, overall, I think I enjoyed it. Uh, it's probably time for us to give it a chiller kill. Yeah. So why don't you go first? Boil it all down. You want me to go first? Yeah. But I asked the question, so I don't, I can't go first. Oh. Well, okay then. I guess <laughs> I'll go. Um, so, I'm going to kill it. You're going to kill it? Yeah, I'm actually going to kill it. Okay. Um, sorry, Kristen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I am going to kill it, and I'm going to kill it because um, it didn't wow me enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really gain a lot from it. While, mm-hmm. yes, the ghosts and the characters were creepy and scary, it still wasn't enough to make it just like i'm gonna i'm gonna chill with it like it just wasn't it's just there like i needed something that for me i just needed something i just needed something else i needed something a little more darker i guess i needed more i personally wanted more from the masked ghost like i wanted to see more interactions with him than what we did than with the other people than with who were the trapped. Other people yeah. who were trapped. Because there were a lot of interaction with the other people who were trapped, but the the masked man was the... just sort of almost there. Right. Um, I wanted to see more from him. And also, like, I just didn't the story I just didn't buy. Like we had this 
vault that's got six million dollars everybody knows about it down there because they're like oh we just don't go down there just not a fan okay so i'm gonna have to kill it okay not for the fact that it felt like a straight to dvd moment because i don't care about that but it was just missing it was just missing some some key elements in it for me okay and it had it had good elements it had the the creepy music it had the the you know creepy ghost but i just needed more Okay. So I'm gonna kill it. What about you, Katie? I'm gonna chill with it. I'm gonna I chill with it. I think this is it. our first uh, disagreement. Disagreement. Is it? I think it's our first disagreement. Oh, okay. Well, luckily we can be civil. Yeah. Luckily we have 16 years of disagreements. So <laughs> go on. So um, I'm gonna chill with it. It's not. I will say it's not my favorite. Um, it's not an enthusiastic chill and it's not something I would go back to. I think you watch this movie once you get everything you need to out of that time. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Um, I don't picture it being the type of movie where it's like your favorite horror film and you watch it all the time. Yeah. I think you watch it once you get the story, you walk away. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I did, I did enjoy engaging with, with the film. Um, I did kind of like the low-key vibe of it Mm -hmm. i agree with you that we could have used more interactions with the with the masked man but honestly he was he was a weak point for me Mm. um because i didn't find him all that scary so while the like purge mask thing really is a thing that like scares the shit out of you for me the bag people were way more scary Mm. um even once we know the backstory like they are very interesting characters in themselves to me um whereas just like with that ending that he shows up and he's haunting the money okay yeah i guess that's scary whatever um (laughs) so but i i did think that the story itself the concept was very interesting and original um the execution probably could have been done better but i enjoyed it and i thought it was a fun little romp so if you're looking for something to watch that's like a short you know horror film that's you know not anything groundbreaking, but just something that you can pop some popcorn and like throw on and just like enjoy with your friends. Yeah. Particularly if you're watching it in a group, I think this would be a fun yeah. one. So, or if you th- like James James Franco, right? Or if you like James Franco in like early '80s garb, which really looks more like mid '70s garb. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, that mustache is definitely a '70s mustache. Um, but it ain't nothing wrong with that, girl. Yeah. Um, but I will say in a group is probably better than by yourself. Yeah. Um, not because it's particularly scary, but because, you know, it's just a better experience in a group because you can kind of talk. Kenny and I watched all the Netflix and Kills together um, just so we can kind of like chat during the movie and yeah. like talk back to Definitely. the screen. It's a great movie for that. It's a great movie for talking back. Yeah. I. Um, so for that reason, I will chill with it. Um, yeah. All right, guys, so that is our Netflix and chill for you this week. Um, I can't wait to watch another horror movie and be back for you next week and the week after and the week after. Lord, y'all, you keep us young. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to connect with us online, you know where to go. We're on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast, on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. You can email us movie recommendations or anything else you just want to say. Get off your chest stories you want to share with us for the regular show at the haunted heart podcast at gmail.com and also join our facebook group it's really cool the haunted heart podcast Uh, if you search on facebook that'll pull up the closed group and you can request uh, to join Um, 
We will be back up on your podcast app of choice on Wednesday with our regular show. Yes. Sorry, you look like you were cutting me off. No. We will be back on your podcast app of choice with our regular show on Wednesday. Yes. And we'll see you then. So until next time, folks, you sit your ass on that couch and you stay stay spooky. spooky.